Hello everyone, this is Art Gelwix, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of Being Productive. Since we're all about being efficient and effective at work and at home, let's get started. Since we're all living through this chaos that is COVID-19, coronavirus, uh, I thought I'd take a little bit of time to talk about the productivity aspects of this, but not from the standpoint of, hey, you need to be more productive. You have all this free time now. You're stuck at home. You should be getting things done. You know what? Just dump all that in the trash can. This is a time period where creating additional stress on yourself, demanding yourself to be more productive because you have this perceived availability of time is just bad thinking. It really is. If you have the opportunity and you feel motivated and it makes you feel better, then sure, do things. I've been doing things. I spent an entire afternoon rearranging my office to something more productive. But it's not because I felt compelled to be more productive. It's because I actually didn't feel like I was being productive and it made me feel better to do, do the work. In other cases, it doesn't. So I don't. And I suggest that for everybody else. This is a time period where you really need to think about your mental health and your emotional health as much as your physical health. And the artificial stress we create on ourselves by forcing ourselves to try to be productive is not healthy. It's not good. In normal circumstances, we could redirect that stress. We could interact with other people. We could find ways to vent it. We don't have a lot of those outlets now, and we have to take that into consideration. Don't, don't make things harder on yourself than they have to be right now. If there's things that you have to accomplish, accomplish them because it's going to feel bad if you don't. It's going to be stressful if you don't. But don't feel just because you find that you have idle time, not of your own choosing, that you have to fill that time with activities. That's how we got in this in the first place. When you think about when this whole, se this whole sequence of events started, in many cases, that immediate, I feel this lack of activity, all the things that we were doing, all the places that we were going, and now all of that shut down. And all of a sudden we feel like, oh my goodness, what do I do? All the things that I was doing aren't there anymore. I don't know what to do. Our natural reaction, that void, we try to fill because we're used to that state, that state of activity and chaos. This is a time to reflect. This is a time to recenter, to reevaluate our priorities, to determine what's critical and what is important, and to be able to think about ways that when we come out of this, and we will, when we come out of this, how are we going to handle our lives more effectively? So from a productivity standpoint, the most productive you can be is by thinking about your health, your well-being, your emotional state, that of others, 
taking care of the, the little things that we often ignore and giving ourselves the opportunity to reset and maybe come out of this in a better place than what we started. So I wanted to rant a little bit about something that's bugging me. I've been seeing a lot of posts about Microsoft Teams as of late and people complaining specifically because it only shows four people on the screen at one time. And they compare it to Zoom, which shows, I think, up to nine, maybe more on the screen. I think it's actually up to 20 on the screen at one time. Is this really necessary? Do we really need to have up to 20 people on the screen simultaneously? Don't give me the argument that, oh, we need to see people's facial expressions and how they react. You're looking at something the size of a postage stamp. You're not getting a lot of messaging out of that. You're not getting a lot of response. If you think this is important, take a look the next time you're using a tool like this as to how much time you're actually paying attention to the other people on the screen rather than the one that's doing the talking. It just sounds to me and it seems to me like a totally unnecessary demand for a feature that really doesn't make any difference at all and it just introduces technical complexity to the entire solution. I mean, we're supposed to be focused on what we're doing and yet we're trying to create the digital equivalent of sitting around the conference table. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably trying to find ways to be more productive. If so, there's a place for you called the Idea Pump. Now, there's hundreds of articles about productivity, tools, techniques, and strategies to improve your productivity, and they're all available for you on either the web or your mobile device. Stop over at theideapump.com and find some ideas on how you can do the right things at the right times in the right ways. Remember, it's theideapump.com. This is a time period that a lot of people are having a hard time dealing with the shift to working from home. Um, there's a lot of us who work, for, have worked from home, do work from home. Uh, our jobs offer us that capability to do so, and we take advantage of it when possible. A lot of people don't normally have that opportunity or are having to make that shift, but this is different. When you ask most people about working from home, the biggest challenge is not so much the work from home. It's the fact that it's happening at home where right now, in most cases, there are other people. So it's balancing that noise and chaos and activity of regular everyday life with the preconceived notions as to what the business world should be like. I've seen posts and I've heard people talking about, well, you need to make sure that people don't hear your dog barking on video calls and you should wear your shirt and tie to make sure you're conveying a professional demeanor. And I call BS on that. You know what? Working from home means you are working in your home. If you're doing a video call and you're working from home, you are inviting that person into your home, warts and all. And 
if you want to put effort into giving a polished professional image, great. That's fantastic. But remember, you're not fooling anybody. If you watch the evening news, if you watch any of the news channels, you'll see broadcasts are being done from people's basements. Yes, they try to purvey or convey the, the most polished image possible, but let's just be honest with each other. If you have a dog, the dog is going to bark. If you have kids, the kids are going to yell. If there are going to be noises outside, there are going to be trains in the background. All of those things that we try to hide in a professional space, this is real life. And maybe, just maybe, this will help us be a little bit more honest and a little bit more open with each other and have a little bit more understanding that work is not life. It does not take precedence over the real world. It's just part of it. The constant statement of we need to find a work-life balance, that's critical right now. You have to know when to pack things up and walk away from them. I tell people all the time when they think about setting up a home office, just make sure that you can walk away from it, that it's not in the center of all of your activity in a house so that every time you go by, you're looking at that because in the back of your mind, you're going to be going, well, what should I be doing right now aside from what I'm actually doing? If you have a laptop, maybe from work, make sure you can close it and put it in a bag and get it out of sight because you have to disconnect at times. And working from home makes that very difficult. That added stress, coupled with the stress of everything that's going on, isn't healthy. So, just be honest. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with everybody else who you're interacting with. I mean, we are in a video world right now. And this perception of having, you know, 20 little windows on our screen to see everybody on a call. Well, think about the last time you were in a staff meeting and there were 20 people in that meeting. Was that pl someplace you really wanted to be? Or did you really want to have those conversations with two or three people? Do you need 14 video calls during the course of a week? Is it helping anything? No? Then say so. I found I have had more productive, direct, one-on-one -on -one conversations with people through video chats, primarily because you're comfortable at that point that you're not having the conversation out in the middle of a conference room, out in the middle of a hallway, in the middle of a lunch area. You can just be honest and have that conversation right then. But when we spend time trying to emulate the work environment, rather than taking advantages of the benefits of the new environments that we're in, we are making critical mistakes and we need to stop that. We need to learn these lessons and carrying them forward. Being productive can be so much easier if you have people who are looking to accomplish the same goals as you and are there to support your efforts. Come join just such a community over at the Personal Productivity Club. Now it covers a variety of topics, interests, and it's populated by productivity experts and neophytes alike from all around the world. Personal Productivity Club could be that place that helps your productivity elevate to the next level. 
stop by at personalproductivityclub.com and join in the conversation and start being productive together. I wanted to wrap this episode up on a positive note um, because it was a little bit of a rant session, but it's good. This is the time that we need to get things off our chest. We need to share it with others. And I'm taking advantage of the microphone to do this, but not everybody has that opportunity. So I'm going to encourage everyone, if you have an opportunity to talk to someone, someone who is not quarantined in the same house with you, Take advantage of it. Make a phone call. Do a video call. Get a bunch of people together. Uh, Earlier this week, I did a virtual happy hour with two people I hadn't talked to in person in quite some time. And we were on on the line for about two hours. Just talking not only about work, but talking about how things were at home, what it's like to be quarantined like this, joking, laughing, and coming out of it just feeling a little bit more normal. So take advantage of those opportunities. Make those connections. Reinforce the connections that you may have let languish because you were so busy and so productive. And remember that no matter how positive you're feeling or how down you're feeling, I guarantee that there's somebody else you know who is in the same circumstance or who is at the other end of the spectrum and is either willing to listen or need you to listen. So reach out and make those connections. If you want to be productive, if you really want to tick off the check boxes on your to-do list, why don't you add some items like call some people, set up some video calls, write some, write somebody an email, text message. You know, for once, social media is totally acceptable right now. Take advantage of that fact. Make those the two to-do items that matter instead of worrying about that report that needs to get turned around. Because at the end of the day, we don't know where we're going to be. But it's the people, not the workplaces, that make the difference. Be safe and be well. Thanks for listening today. If you found this interesting and useful and you'd like to hear more, make sure you subscribe to Being Productive on the podcast app of your choice so you never miss an episode. We'd also love it if you'd become a supporter of the show by using the link in the show notes. Also, please like and share this and other episodes so we can help as many people as possible in being productive. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.